Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, here is the host of the ads maven, Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker and coach, Jen Pawsik. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Jen Pasek, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So today, you guys, I am really excited about our show. So we are talking about profit-powered growth. My guest today is Heather Roberts. So um, I'm going to read you guys her a little bit about her before I bring her on. But then her story is really cool. So Heather Roberts is an accomplished entrepreneur, executive, and consultant who's coached some of this country's most esteemed self-made entrepreneurs to achieve profit-driven growth. A serial entrepreneur and chief operating officer, Heather has built close to a dozen multi-million dollar organizations. Amazing, right? And in 2019, secured the entrepreneur's dream, a seven-figure exit from the company she founded in 2013. Like, Holy cow, both of both of those are just like kind of mind-blowing. So over the last 13 years, Heather's worked with dozens of companies, engineering lucrative corporate turnarounds, driving profits, building scalable systems, and helping founders and senior leaders achieve growth without compromising their health, sanity, or integrity. She's brokered deals, you guys. These like This is just like mind-blowing, honestly. She's brokered deals with some of the world's biggest online retailers, including Amazon, Wayfair, Walmart.com and HomeDepot.com and helped over 50 small businesses cut costs, streamline operations, and build sellable assets. Her numerous training programs in sales and operations have driven multiple millions in year-over-year growth. And Heather's companies have been featured in major publications and networks, including Architectural Digest, House Beautiful, HGTV, Property Brothers, and Coastal Living. Oh, my goodness. Heather is the author of the upcoming book, Profit Driven Growth, and her passion is helping entrepreneurs and founders take back control of their profits, time, and energy. Heather, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Jen. This is great. Aw, thank you. Um, so we chatted, I don't know if it was last week or if it was longer ago because time is very weird. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> when you were telling me about your story, like it's just – so impressive and so cool and I think so inspiring. Can you tell us just a little bit about your story and how you got started and just the evolution of all of that? Because, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I've always been kind of like a, a late bloomer and I think I started my career kind of as a late bloomer as well. Um, I didn't, I, you know, get into the, you know, the professional world until um, 2007, which was really only 14 years ago. Um, my oh my husband, yeah, so that's my husband and I, um, you know, moved around the country quite a bit for the first years we were married. We moved like six times in uh, six years. And in 2007, we were tired of the corporate, you know, corporate world and um, decided to come back to my home state of North Carolina and we were going to start a business. We didn't know what, <laughs> but we were going to start a business. And um, through that and um, some, I'm going to, a little bit of luck, a lot of luck actually, we um, kind of came at a, a sweet spot in time where 
uh, companies, home decor companies in particular, were just beginning to think about selling online. They, you know, didn't know how to do mm. it and what that was. And, you know, there's this whole online thing out there, right? And so we happened to just kind of hit a, a, a perfect moment in time and um, started our, uh, at that time, started a firm um, that focused on helping e-commerce, uh, home decor companies uh, start their e-commerce sales channel. And this is before Wayfair was even named Wayfair. This is when, back when, you know, they were like CSN stores and they had hundreds of different little things like um, grandfatherclocks.com. And oh, so, wow. yeah, so that's, you know, kind of back in the in the day. So that's kind of what started it all. It all started from a, a, a desire to slow down a bit, um, not mm-hmm. m- keep moving all the time. Our kids were getting older and we wanted to be back close to family. Um, so yeah, that's what started it all. That's awesome. And it kind of just went from there. So you created that company, but then you've also created a few others as well, right? Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I have. So, um, we, you know, uh, I grew RSG sales, um, into, you know, running, it was at the time that I left, um, managing over 20 million in sales. And, um, I, I, I left, um, Truthfully, because I had grown the company, my husband had it, had gone to do something else, and and we were um, we had grown the company, or I'd grown the company until it was a point that I needed to either hire some some folks um, and you know really um, change the structure because you know I was getting worn out, or he needed to quit his job and come back um, and you know be back mm. at the company. So we that's what we did. We did that for six months. And I learned very quickly that we both liked to be the boss. And (laughs) yes, because I had turned into, you know, a CEO while he was off doing something else. And so I said, you know what? I would really like us to stay married. We're going to hire people. We're going to put some different structures in place and I'm going to go do something else. And that's when I started eBuy Design in 2013. So, um, so we had, you know, from 2007 to 2013, um, you know, we had, I had run RSG sales and grown that. And then in 2013, I started at our kitchen table, a whole new venture, which was oh a decorative throw pillow company. And this is the one that you, is this the one that you, do you still have this yes. one? Nope. This is the okay. one that I sold. Yeah. This is the okay, one I that's, sold. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, um, this is the, that, you know, that business we, um, Primarily, it was in home decor and textiles, um, prim- primarily textiles, actually. And we sold about 70% of what we did was um, decorative throw pillows for either indoors or outdoors. But we had um, uh, merchandise in all categories. I mean, shower curtains, um, you know, rugs, tabletop, like napkins and, and placemats, you name it, we, gotcha. we had it. Um, yeah, and one of the things that um, I am most proud of um, is that we were, um, when I sold the company, um, we were a top 10 pillow supplier for Wayfair. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, so that's how we got to be on things like <laughs> Property Brothers and, you know, all of those, all of those kinds of things, which is really fun to, you know, to send samples and turn on TV and see your stuff right there looking at you. <laughs> did you, like, did you know that they had accepted it and they were going to use it or was it kind of like a surprise? Um, so, well, the, the first time it happened, it was a surprise. The second time it happened, oh they let us know. 
Yeah, it was a couple. We've been, we were featured several times. But one of my most fun things is I was looking through. I'll never forget this. I was sitting in my backyard, and it was like a Saturday afternoon, and I was looking through HGTV magazine, and I turned the page, and there on this, you know, this whole spread was built around the design in my pillow. And I was what? floored. That was the first time. It was like this big. It was a huge. I was. I was floored. Um, so yeah. And you didn't after, know that that was I happening. No, no. It had been submitted by one of the e-commerce retailers that I worked with, and um, oh. you know they didn't know they they'd asked for a sample, and we would get asked for samples a lot. You know, so right. um, I mean, we got asked for a sample, and we sent it in, and sometimes you got picked, and sometimes you didn't. But, you know, and we would be in celebrity makeovers and all kinds of things. It was really cool. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Ugh. So but cool. that was my, my very first one when I, you know, kind of found it in the wild, as they say, was the HGTV. Yeah. It was super nice. cool. And, okay, so this is the company that you then sold that company, and then you've transitioned a little bit now. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do now? Mm-hmm. So what I do now is I, well, I help um, companies, um, small business owners um, in particular, really be able to um, find their way to cut the, the expenses and grow their businesses profitably um, without sacrificing, you know, their their mission, their their vision um, themselves. Mm. So, Nice. I think that's a so yeah so and a lot of it is um it, it doesn't sound very sexy after I've talked about all the other things <laughs> but um so but I've worked with um you know I, I've worked with um some some high end really well known um companies um you know that are based in New York um I've done it you know just kind of all over the place and I started doing it actually while I still owned eBuy Design. That was the textile company. Yeah. Um, so I started doing it then. I guess I, I, I must get restless. I get everything so that it, it, it like, I start something, um, and I get it to where it's really humming and it goes, you know, and it's, it's grow, it's yeah. grown and it's growing naturally and, and I have a good team in place. And then I think I get kind of like, okay, so now what? Um, and I've done that with, you know, yeah. I had another company that I did that that I did that with that I still own. Um, and so really what I do now is I, you know, ha- I basically coach, you know, small business owners on to how to have the company that they dreamed they would have, but it's not what they thought it was. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the people that you work with, do they tend to be product-based businesses? The majority do. I have worked with a couple folks who are like interior designers, um, but, um, you know, we really focus, you know, because my background is, is in product, is, you know, product, um, we really tend to focus on that. Now, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I work with people, you know, they've had jewelry companies or they've had, you know, compression socks or they've had this or that. So it doesn't, you know, a widget is a widget is a widget is how I describe it. Right. Um, Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a lot of fun, um, and it's you know, like I said, never in a million years thought I would be doing this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, your story is so cool, and it really, truly is like just so inspiring. Okay, so I know that you are really big on core values, and 
when I hear about core values, I don't necessarily think that it's like this super exciting thing, but the way that you talk about it is like, oh, yeah, they're so important. So I have to tell you, we have a break coming up, but when we get back, can you talk a little bit about core values and how you define them, how, why they're so important and make a difference and impact our businesses? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, that would, that would be perfect. I would love it. Awesome. All right. So you are listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. All right, so today we are talking with Heather Roberts about profit-powered growth. And um, Heather, so let's talk a little bit about core values, what they are, sure. and why they're so important. Sure. So I, I'm, to me, core values are just like a, they're kind of the heart of your of your person and personality, I think they're really at the heart of a mm. business. Um, and so for me, that's why they're kind of a, a, a one the same. Um, and in when I talk to my clients, I, I kind of say, well, what are your core values that you live your life by? And they'll you know they'll say some things, and I'll go, okay, cool. Now, why wouldn't you take some of those same things and have them in your business? Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, your businesses are all about people. Um, there's like this, there's actually this joke that says that, you know, every, that the um, only thing wrong with this, with, with businesses are people. <laughs> and I'm kind of like the opposite. <laughs> I know, isn't that terrible? But um, that, you know, if you as a company decide this is how we're going to, to conduct ourselves and these are the things that are important to us and the things that we think about and that they're part of every single solitary thing that we do, mm. like everything, you know, from an accounting purposes, from an order processing purpose, from the customers you work with to the people you hire, 
you know, if they don't meet your same core values, then you're dead in the water. You know, those are when you have, yeah. and they're not, you know, if an if a prospective employee doesn't fit your core values, you know, it's not, they're not a bad person. They're just not the right fit. Um, just like, you know, when the, um, kids are in, in high school, like your junior and senior year, and you're going around and you're looking at colleges, and the college counselors always say, you know, you want to find the right fit for you. It doesn't have to be mm. the fanciest. It doesn't have to be the this. It has to be the right fit for you. And that is how I look at core values. It's, you know, the right fit for you that you want in your organization. That makes sense. Are there, like, core values that work for, like, personally, but they don't tend to work for businesses? Or is it, like, any core values work for both? Um, well, I mean, I think... Of course, there are probably some, but you know, some like, and I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some examples of, um, of, of a company's core values. So, um, authentic, flexible, compassionate, dynamic, ever evolving, and detail oriented. Mm. So, okay. You know, so, um, and in, and in my business, that also would include, um, profit powered growth, you know, growth that is proud, you know, right. um, based on profit. So, um, so in that sense, that means, um, you know, in any action interaction that this, this particular client has with a, a customer or an employee or a vendor, be authentic. Be, you know, don't, don't try and, you know, skate around things or sugarcoat or, you know, that little bit of sometimes sleazeball feel. Just be authentic. If you have made a commitment to somebody and you can do it, great. Um, if you can't own up to it and just say, I need to be, you know, this is it. I'm really sorry, you know, or yes, we absolutely can make a thousand of those and have them out in, you know, three days or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's why I think, you know, I think a lot of them can be crossovers, you know, because in my experience, people want to work with companies that are real and the people in them are real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, um, I like I know I like supporting giving my money to companies that I that I think are have better values than others. And I yeah. very specifically will choose to not buy from ones when I know like at the like so I'll just give for an example. Um if I have the choice to go between Uber and Lyft, I will choose Lyft because I know Uber has had some issues with sexual assault charges Me at too. like the corporate level and mm -hmm. just they kind of mm -hmm. like blew them off as not a big thing and mm -hmm. that's not okay with me. <laughs> so that, Lyft will get my money. Yep, you know what? I I am the same one and I, tra I you know, I travel quite a bit. Well, I used to right now I'm not so much, but I would travel quite a bit right. and I am the one who's flat out well not I was like, I'm not no, I'm not using Uber. I'm sorry. It goes against my core values and you know like, what? You know? And to this day I've not yeah. been in an Uber. I just won't Uber. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 And then it's I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My own personal um, like my own personal thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because it's so true. Like when you know about what a company's values are, it absolutely makes a difference. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I'll give an example. This is going to be kind of controversial and highly unpopular. But um, Amazon, you know, the the whole world knows Amazon. Um, 
But from a supplier side, Amazon can be very predatory. And it's, mm. it, it is not necessarily the best fit for everybody. Um, and they're yep. kind of unapologetically predatory. I mean, it, it, you know, they don't really, yeah. that is who they are, right? And so right. It's, it's an interesting twist because, you know, you, you would want a pair of, I don't know, like headphones or whatever it is, and you can be like, oh, yeah, I'll go on Amazon and get it in two days. Um, but there's this part of me because of the companies that I work with and I support and that, you know, support me that I, I have a hard time, you know, sometimes going and buying from Amazon because I know how they are as an organization. Yeah. You know, it, it goes both ways. So it's interesting. Yeah, that is so interesting. And honestly, that is not that surprising. I have not sold anything on Amazon before, but I do know a friend of mine just recently started uh, selling her products on Amazon. And I know it's like they make less when they sell it that way, but it's still building their business. So it's like for the moment it works for them. But that, yeah, that's very interesting to know. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's kind of like the, like the evil, you know, the lesser of two evils in that sense. Like she's, your, yeah. your, your friend's doing that because it's building, you know, brand awareness. And yes, she's making less margin, but in the long run, if she sells twice as much, she'll end up making more based on volume as opposed right. to, you know, the onesie twosies. So it is, but it kind of goes yeah. to that bigger point. I think like your friend is doing is she's, she's diversifying her, um, customer base, which is, mm. you know, very important because if you are a product-based business right now and, you know, you had a very, um, very narrow customer base, like say, let's just say you only sold to mom and pop retailers, right? You didn't sell from your own website and you didn't sell online. Your income just stopped. Your, your, your cash flow stopped. And that's where, one of the things that I really work with people on is saying, you know, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You have to be diversified. Mm. You have to, you know, you, if one sector, you know, slows, do you have a counterbalance? And that's how you grow companies, you know, with, um, with integrity and profitably. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, can we talk a little bit about what profit-powered growth, what that really means, and starting mm-hmm. to talk about like some tips for how to actually how to do that? Yeah. So I define profit-powered growth as anything that you do in your business must be done with profits at the front of your mind. So you either you have you kind of have expenses. Or you have um, investments, right? And mm. when you are making decisions on doing something, you have to put it in one of those two categories: is it an expense, or is it an investment? And so, what do I what do I mean by that? Um, so, yeah, isn't that that's kind of a, a neat way to look at that, isn't it? So, yeah. for instance, um, when we look at P and Ls. Um, I get really, really nitty gritty in a P&L and I'll say um, to somebody, um, okay, let's say you have click funnels and lead pages. 
right? And I mean, they're both not, but like 100 or $200 a month. But why do you need both? Choose one. Yeah. You know? So, so yep. one of them can be an investment in your business because it helps drive your marketing, but the other one isn't. Um, you know, right. some people, um, so, you know, you have to decide that. So like, you know, hiring an employee, you need to look at what return am I going to get from a profitability standpoint if I hire that new employee? Um, mm. So, right? So, and, what's, and what yep. do I have to do in sales to justify that person being here? And so that's what I mean by profit-powered growth. It's making conscious decisions based on, in, you know, investing in your company, whether that's investing in your um, sales channel or you know, your marketing or what have you, um, or new product development, um, you need to make that you know, decision, am I going to do this because it's going to have a return of profits at the end? Or am I right. doing it because I think I'm supposed to? And I think that's a, a really interesting kind of, dif- uh, you know, it's a, a different way to look at it. So not only, um, and I know it sounds kind of a little pie in the sky and, you know, little worldly but for instance um you know when you are a profit uh, a product-based business there are customers that you can work with that um you know maybe there you are in one kind of a niche right let's just say you are a candle company right and you sell to um you sell to mom and pops, you actually sell on the internet, and then lo and behold, you got a deal from like Macy's or something, okay? Um, and right. you have to make decisions like, do I want to keep working with all of these customers? Which ones really are the most profitable for me? And which ones are the easiest to work with? So, you know, Macy's may be, you know, a, a $100,000 order, but what if you're only making 3% on that? That's not worth all that work. It's not, you know, right. so you have to be smart with how you work with people. So you have to have a clear understanding what your, um, what your margins are, what you, what your break even point is, what, um, what you need to have as, is as your, you know, your profit, um, on every single thing that you sell. And I think another thing that people don't account for is um, the cost of their overhead. They'll think about cost of goods and how, you know, well, it cost me, you know, it cost me $5 to bring this product in from India, um, you know, land. Mm-hmm. But then they don't think about, okay, on top of that, what is that the overhead that you have? So you need to think about all parts of, and pieces of your of your supply chain and expenses when you're looking at trying to, whether you're adding a, a new product or you're going to add in a new employee or you're going into a new sales channel. You know, you have to break it all down into yeah. your percentages. This is fascinating, and especially because I don't do, like, product-based stuff. This, some of this is, like, extra fascinating because it's stuff I've not ever really had to think about before but I think it's so com- it is comparable still for service-based businesses as well yes okay I feel like I have a whole bunch more questions around all okay. of this with your financial <laughs> numbers and all of that we've got a break coming up so let's keep chatting about that when we get 
back. All right. So you're listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Jen Pusick, the Ads Maven. So today we are talking with Heather Roberts of Profit Powered Growth. Okay, so in talking about Profit Powered Growth and talking about really knowing what your numbers are, if somebody, what, what do, what are the financial numbers that people really need to know about in order to be able to make those type decisions? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, so first, you need to understand clearly what your overhead is. And so um, mm-hmm. that means, you know, obviously, like if you rent space or, you know, your utilities and so forth. So all of the core pieces that cost to run your business. And you want that over, you, you don't want your overhead to be, you know, you really want it under 30%. You really, as low as you can get it. If you can have it be, if you, if you gotcha. have a total budget and you spend under 30% on your overhead, fantastic. That's wonderful. If you're a huh. product based business, know. um, yeah. So you really, I mean, under 25 is even better, but that's the kind of number that, uh, you know, I was always taught was 30. Um, and I have found that gotcha. that has been, you know, successful. Um, if you're a product-based business, your cost of goods is going to most likely be your largest expense. Um, and then the one after that that will be your uh, second is the your your team, the personnel side of things. Mm. So, um, and then for um, product-based businesses, the ideal um, is to have a, um, a net uh, margin of at least 20%. Um, so, and that's different than a service-based business. So for example, what I mean is, right. um, you have, let's say I have an item and it's $10, um, and I'm going to, I'm, you know, it's, I $10 is what I'm going to sell at, at wholesale. Um, you know, and then, um, that means if I go backwards from that, it means that, um, it probably costs me to bring that in $5. And so I have, you know, when I put in my my operating you know expenses and all of that kind of covers that thirty percent. So that top twenty, that two dollars, is my profit on that ten dollar item. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what huh. you that's what you keep. Um, service based businesses, a lot of them, you know, try to have um, your their their net margin be closer to fifty. It's really hard to do that yeah. in certain categories in profit, you know, in, in product based businesses. Um, 
there, you know, there are some exceptions with that. Um, but you don't, you don't want to go below 20% of a net margin of your profit. You don't want to go below that because you won't survive. Gotcha. That's so interesting. Is that kind of like average for like, if you were going into like help a business become more profitable, is that usually like where you're seeing them start at or are you seeing yeah. them start off so like lower usually, and you have to get them? It was, uh, that's where I see them. I see them coming in um, and their profits are only at about 10 or 15%. So we have to look at everything and decide, okay, what's wrong here? Um, a lot of times it's because they're not priced properly um, in the first place, in the oh, marketplace. Oh, interesting. Uh-oh. Okay, no, I thought I thought I lost you. Sorry. Um, oh, so <laughs> oh, that's a lot of the yes. Um, so that's one of the big things. They're usually not their products usually are are underpriced. They haven't taken into account all of their expenses and that of what it really takes to to build a bit uh, to build their business. So that's the one thing. Oh, Second, they if you have a t- a team. One of the things that I do very first thing is we make everybody and it is I'll be honest. The, the team members don't like it. I've done it with my own team. I've done it with, you know, tens of teams. <laughs> and I make them do, um, a time tracker. And I, you know, I do it especially okay. for the business owners. Um, so it's a time tracker that I have. And it is literally, you know, in, in like five minute increments of what you're doing all day. Oh, wow. And you do it for two yeah. weeks. And you do it for two weeks because you kind of hit most, you can hit a lot of ebb and flows in your business in that two weeks, right? So yeah, that makes sense. Then from there, yeah. So from there, I um we have like kind of categories that we have determined per person of what their job is and and where are they spending all of their time, right? So like as a business owner, you don't want to be spending, you know, your time in the day-to-day admin. You know, you want to be spending time on your long-term planning. You want to be spending time in the marketing. You want to, you know, be spending time in the high-level sales areas, not you know, not mm. the day to day of, you know, boxing in an order and sending it out, right? Or, um, you right. know, just all of that. So we have everybody do that. And that's where we begin to see, okay, I can see where some money is leaking out now because you're supposed to be, you know, doing this job, but you're, you know, you're spending all of your time doing the bookkeeper's job. Why is that? Well, that's because the bookkeeper is actually filling orders instead of doing the bookkeeping. And, you know, it's just uh, this whole gotcha. thing. So, um, and that's an, and I'm going to, wow. that was a true example. That's a real life example I just gave where I went into an organization <laughs> and, you know, the, the, um, the, uh, controller was literally filling orders. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, gotcha. yeah. 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 So that's, you it's know, almost, those are, those it almost things. sounds like you're kind of like, um, it makes me think of like that show, like Bar Rescue or like one of those ones where it's like going in to go fix the business and figure out what's wrong yeah. and all of that. It's kind of like, it sounds like that's yeah. exactly what you do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Which is so right. fun. Yep. Yeah. And it's, you know, I am very much, um, I am a, I am the, the operational type, you know, person. So, you know, I look at things and I immediately think, okay, well, how can we make a system to make that, you know, cleaner and faster and smoother and more, you know, more, for, uh, we make more money. That's the other thing that is really part right. of, you know, having profit powered growth business is making sure 
that you have all the systems in place that you need to have. Um, so, oh, yeah. like for example, and this is like <laughs> whether you are, yeah. So whether you are a service business or a product business, it's the same thing. So when you have a new, like you know, um, when you Jen have a new customer, a client that you start working with to do their Facebook ads, right? You need to have yep. the exact same onboarding system every single solitary yep. time. You need to have your files, you know, situated and in, in, in organized in the same way every time. So it's um, it's things like that that people don't do consistently and they don't create those systems and they don't document those systems because that those systems, that's your IP. You know, not it's as much mm. as your IP as your yeah. So interesting. Yeah, and, you know, it's so funny. Like, that. yeah, even like literally just earlier today, I was talking to my wife about how I feel like I have a lot of plates because right now I have a lot of done with you clients with my ads. And I was like, oh, I need to like get a system in place where I'm like tracking everything that I just feel like I'm more in control because it's like I'm not dropping the ball anywhere, but it's just it feels like it's a lot, but it's not. I yep. just need to have systems in place. Systems. <sighs> yeah, That's a and good so reminder. One of the other things, Thank you. Well, welcome. Well, one of the other things that we um, that I with every company that that I work with, um, and we do it in our own, is we um, I call it the Team Ten. So every day at a specific time. So it usually happens in the morning, kind of on the early side, usually around nine or 10. Um, but we have, you know, like a team stand up, you know, meeting and we call it the t- team 10 where everybody goes around and says, you know, what is their pri- their top three priorities for that day? Do they need help from anybody? Who is it? What help do you need? And then you, that's your time and place to say, Hey, I need this from you before I can do, you know, mm. why? Um, yeah. And so you do it for projects and, pro- you know, you update, you know, the, the status of your project you're working on or whatever the case may be. And everybody goes around and does it. It takes really 10 minutes, usually, um, you know, in a team of, um, you know, anywhere between five and eight people. It takes 10 minutes a day. But that gotcha. 10 minutes a day saves you hours, hours in yeah. a week. Because, you know, that's where you, instead of, you know, zipping off 100 emails about back and forth stuff, you use that 10 minutes to communicate all that you need to know and ask questions. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you kind of implement that, you know, and even if your team is, you know, you, if you're a team of one, spend 10 minutes every day looking at where am I on my various, you know, status updates, you know, if whether it's a project you're working on or, you know, oh, I have to send out these invoices. You spend 10 minutes of your day getting everything mm. kind of organized, your entire day yep. will get better. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Okay. So before I forget, if somebody wants to know more about working with you or learn more about what you do, where can they go? Where can they find you? Um, the best place might be um, my website. Uh, it's called profitpoweredgrowth.com. 
or they can follow me on uh-huh. Instagram, and it's Heather underscore S underscore Roberts. So, and I've got if they follow me on Instagram and send me a DM, I'll send them a copy of my um, time tracker, a time profitability, time and profitability tracker. Um, yeah, or if you go to the website, nice. um, you know there's some fun checklists and downloads, uh, free downloads, um, and and things there too. Awesome. So ProfitPoweredGrowth.com to learn more or on Instagram. Awesome. Okay. So I think we have it. We have our final break. I know it's going to be coming up soon, but because this is the ads maven, I'm going to ask and we might have to, we might have to take a quick break in between, but I know you've run ads before. Have you run Facebook and Instagram ads before? Myself, um, <laughs> that's when they like know your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I'm going to be honest. No, I, I am, I am not good at this. The only things that I have done um, that have worked well is YouTube ads, um, where I've promoted videos um, and, and done YouTube. That I've done, uh, I've, I've had success in. Um, but from a, yeah. like, I personally haven't done it. Now, do I encourage people to do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that ha- I just, I'm not your girl. <laughs> um, but I will put them in touch with people like you, Jen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, especially if you are, yeah, if you are, you know, a, a product or a service-based business now, you absolutely positively have to have, you know, Instagram ads um, and Facebook ads as part of your overall strategy. It's, you know, it's yeah. just an absolute requirement. Your 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 marketing and your forward facing customer contact, you know, it you can you can gain so much more um not just followers but interaction with folks um to let them know that you are out there and that you've got these great products or this great service that they may not otherwise find you. And that's why I'm a huge believer. Yeah excuse me, believer in, in having, you know, an ad budget, even if it's just $5 a day, you know, it, you have to have something. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously I agree. <laughs> All right. I have some more questions around the YouTube ads. And then I know you've also run like Amazon ads and you've run Google ads before too, mm-hmm. right? Or at least helped businesses with it. Okay. I have questions around Mm -hmm. all of that. We are going to take our final break um, and we'll talk about that in just a minute when we get back. So you're listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jen Pasek, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So we're talking about profit-powered growth with Heather Roberts. And, okay, so Heather, I know you said you personally have not run Facebook and Instagram ads, <laughs> but you're a big believer in them, but you have run YouTube ads. What did you run the YouTube mm -hmm. ads for? Um, I had done um, some, some videos on how to work with um, certain customers and, um, and on, for online um, and explain kind of the ins and outs and what you need to have it. So I took that and um, then you, YouTube ads actually go through the, the Google ads um, platform. And um, I had made yep. sure that we'd had all of the, the, the keywords and I had used the right words in my, in my um, the, uh, video and so forth. So then I took that and um, I ran an ad towards it to um, have people schedule a, a call with me, um, and we could oh, you know, nice. strategize about the pro yep about the problems they were having, and um, it it was amazing. I had really really good conversion, um, and um, was very like I've been very surprised. Like that turns out to be, you know, for me that has been. Um, one of the most successful ways for new clients to find me. Nice. That's awesome. It sounds like yeah. that would actually make a good Facebook ad too. Yeah. I think you could use yeah, actually it probably those, those same strategies for it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. And, so and it's different. when it, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um. So, for like product-based businesses, do you think that there is, do you think like Google ads would be a better fit, like YouTube ads, Facebook ads, or should it be everything? Should it just be like based on that business? Um, I think the answer to that is a little bit of yes and no. So the first thing I would okay. say is um, where are you currently selling? So if you're a whole, like if you're a product-based business and you don't have a retail location um, and you're selling to, you know, to people who do have retail, um, you know, or, or you're selling online as well, you really want to make sure you've got money to use in promotions and ads um, or ways to create specials for those folks. That's the first thing that you absolutely positively must do. Um, second... Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I think Instagram and Facebook um, ads have have become um, a great way to get brand notoriety um, and increase your audience. Um, 
And if you, if you have the, the budget and, the, and can get someone with the expertise to do the Google ads, then you, you can. But they, they're really tricky because you have to really make sure you've got your keywords right and that you're, you yeah. know, you just don't put a Google ad up and let it sit. Um, and, you know, you can do that for, you know, a, a month on some other pla- on other things, but you can't do that with Google ads. So, and you can't do that, like yeah. you had mentioned, Amazon's pay-per-click. So Amazon has a, a pay-per-click model, so does Walmart.com. Um, and um, they, oh. you, it's the same thing that you can't, yeah, mm-hmm. they have their own version of it. Um, but you can't just select your key, you know, your keywords that you're bidding on um, and let it sit there. You actually also want to, you know, you need to check, well, what words are converting? And so literally every couple of days, you're in, you know, monitoring where what is working with your ad and what's not and then tweaking it accordingly. Um, you know, a little known fact is that one of the best kind of keywords to um to click or to try and add bid on are misspelled words. Honest to God, people like common words that really? people type in wrong or misspelled. Yes. What? Absolutely. You. Yes. It I is mean, amazing. I guess that makes sense because people. I mean, I know if I'm like googling something real quick, like I misspell mm-hmm. stuff, and it will still just kind of like autocorrect it and be like, "We think you meant this," right. and it's almost always right. correct. That's fascinating. Yeah, How do you even like yeah. know which ones to use? Well, there are some software um, that that can help you with that. Um, and then another, yeah. just another interesting fact that people don't think about is um, one of the most inexpensive and high converters are to bid on things in Spanish. So, really? Like for Spanish words. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you sell on an online platform. Huh. So if you sell, uh, you know, um, like on a, an eBay or, a, or an Amazon or Walmart or whatever, you know, you should bid on, you know, words. So if you sell, um, you know, I'm just going to say you're, it's a house and you build on, you know, bid on Casa, you, you will yeah. get more traffic. It's just, it's amazing to me. No, I never in a million years would have thought of that until I, you know, until I learned that a few years ago. I mean, is it because like it's Spanish speaking people that are, that are Googling it and then they're kind of, or searching for it and they're kind of like left out because us Americans yeah. are, tend to think that we're like the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> the only language of English. Yeah. Yeah, so these are people in the U.S. that are Spanish speakers, and, you know, their computers yeah. are set for Spanish language, and type it in that way, and boom. Even, like, another another yeah. trick, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, there's another trick that, um, not just behind the scenes, but you can actually put, when you're building, uh, like, a product listing, um, you can put Spanish um, words in your description or in your title, and it will recognize that and that Google will pull that or your pla- the, wherever you're selling it from will pull and, you know, pop them up at the top. Oh, wow. That, you know, yeah. gosh, that makes so much sense. And it's also like, it's so funny. So there's this song um, called Stupid American 
where like when anytime I travel to Europe, all this that song it's like on replay in my head. But it just goes back to the idea <laughs> yeah. of like just thinking that English is like the dominant, and it's not even yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that is yeah, brilliant no, and so smart and yeah. Oh gosh, and I would wow. think I mean thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I would be curious, like, I would love to be, like, a little experiment and see how did that play in Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, that's interesting. So with Facebook and Instagram, you can um, – and I have I – have because I have clients that facilitate classes all over the world and have things in multiple languages. So in general, because English is the default language for Facebook, usually I won't put in a language – if it's to English-speaking countries. Um, if right. there's stuff that I'm doing in Spanish or in Italian or whatever, um, I'll put in Spanish for as, like, what's the language that people speak. Um, and then, obviously, mm -hmm. the ad will also be in that language. Um, yeah. But that's – yeah, it's interesting. Because I will, like, I'll include when we've run ads for um, – Spanish-speaking countries that are in Spanish, we've also included the U.S. in that and run it to a Spanish-speaking mm -hmm. audience. Um, that's so interesting. I guess I mean it's I guess it's probably a little bit different just because with it, it's not based on keywords but based on the audience. But right. oh my gosh, this is like right. fascinating stuff. And I know we have to wrap up because we are almost out of time. Heather, thank you so much for joining me. This has been like a really cool conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot. Oh, thank you so much. I have loved it. This is wonderful. Just thank you for having me. Yay. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm, yeah, this is awesome. So again, if you want to check out more from Heather, go to profitpoweredgrowth.com. You can also find her at Heather underscore S underscore Roberts on Instagram and feel free to DM her to get the time tracker. You can also find it on the website. All right, guys, we will be back next week with another new episode. See you then. Thanks for listening to the ads. Maven. Jen Palsik will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern standard time, 2 p.m. Central 1 p.m. Mountain and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. See you next week where we will dive into more Facebook and Instagram ad strategies.